Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I'm coming to you with a very, very special guest. I'm so excited to be bringing you guys Miss Roxanne Torado. And Roxanne is someone who broke in with one of the largest medical device sales companies. And before that, she was a lead medical scribe at one of the offices that she was working at. And so she decided she wanted to break into medical device sales. And I'll let her tell her story, but broke in with one of the largest ones ever. And we'll rock and roll as my phone's going off. So before we get into it, Roxanne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, so excited to have you. So excited to bring you on. Um, you have an absolutely great story. And I know that's going to be able to help a lot of people. Uh, because I was actually, I've talked to three people that were like medical assistants today um, that are looking to break in, you know, so it's, it, you, you've done that role before, um, you were doing a little bit different role when you got hired into this. And so we're just excited to, to have you and, and kind of just hear about your story. So you kind of just want to go into, you know, who you are and kind of, kind of your background. Okay. So I'm, I go by Roxy. So I'm Roxy. Um, I grew up in, well, I was born in Torrance, California, um, moved to Lake Elsinore, so like Riverside area. So I've pretty much been in the same area in Southern California for a while. Um, I'm a first generation uh, graduate, so I have my bachelor's degree in biomedical science. Um, I actually was originally, thank you. <laughs> so I was originally pre-med. I had everything ready for applications to go to medical school. Um, but something just didn't feel right. Um, I did, I was very familiar with medical sales. I didn't know uh, exactly how many divisions or how many different ways you could go about medical um, sales in general. So um, I kind of just decided, you know, I'm gonna put that uh, on the side since I can't completely commit and just try and figure out what job can I get that is going to expose me to both worlds. So I'm not lacking on either end. You know, I got a degree for a reason. I want to use it. So um, I ended up working for a surgery center and I was a lead scribe there, but I also did a lot of um, assisting with procedures and stuff. So a lot of, I guess you can say med uh, medical assistant work. So um, yeah, so my job doing that, I was in the rooms five days a week with the surgeon any surgical procedures we had in the office I assisted with that stuff as well as making sure all my free time every week of every month since I worked there for two years I made sure I was in that OR <laughs> so I made sure I was building those relationships with all those surgeons I actually got the opportunity to work with every surgeon pretty much in that practice and it kind of went over five to six different specialties so I really got really good exposure from general surgery, bariatric surgery, vascular, you name it. Um, so that's kind of just my, my story there. And then I kind of just decided once I hit my two-year mark at my job, you know, what am I doing? I stumble across your videos <laughs> and your podcast and I'm like, oh man, okay, I need to, it's time. I need to be honest with myself. You asked that question. What are you lying to yourself about? Well, that was a pretty easy question. I didn't care about a title or any of that anymore. There are certain things that, you know, as you grow up and your life changes, uh, I got married, I'm 27 now, and going to medical school is a big commitment, and it's a lot of financial commitment as well. 
And I just realized that I can still help people. I can still impact someone's life and also get the best of both worlds and go into the sales field, which I, I don't have any medical device experience. I mean, I guess now a month, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but prior to that, yeah, I, I had no uh, medical device sales experience or any of that. And after listening to your podcast, I listened to every single podcast, watched every video on my way to work, my lunch, afterwards on weekends. I think I went through everything in a matter of two weeks. Wow. And by that time, I'm like, you know what? This guy is so inspiring. And that's kind of where it hit off. And I finally was just like, I need to figure out how to get a hold of one of these reps that I've built relationships with. I bit the bullet, asked one of my surgeons, hey, I need your rep's number because we need to have a conversation. And um, actually when I scheduled that, I so I texted her on a Monday, I believe, or a Thursday. Yeah. And then she texted me back, we got on a call the next day. And halfway through, she's like, actually we're hiring for a position right now. So here is my regional manager's number. Here's this, this, this. I actually made it a point to meet with his entire team before I met him. So Art. it's kind of on there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I just want to touch on a couple of things. Um, number one, just a congratulations on like getting your graduate or being a first uh, generation college graduate. That's amazing. Um, absolutely love hearing that story. Um, and then also just the, what are you lying to yourself about? Right. And that's a question that I, I've asked myself, still have to do it. It's a good one to always ask yourself because you know there's always things deep and down. And um, that's actually what happened to me back. Sorry, my dog is being a, very needy and trying to ruin this stuff. Um, but one question my buddy asked me before I moved out here was like, hey, what are you lying to yourself? And I knew the answer, but I never had said it out loud. And so then that was something that got me to move forward and move back here. And the reason I say that is everybody knows what they're lying to themselves about. You all know why you're not where you want to be. Um, you might not admit it all the time, but you know, deep down. Um, and I always tell people, I ask them right on the phone. I'm like, you don't need to say it to me, but you know, like, you know, if you want this or not, you know what you're like deep down. Like I even talk about relationships all the time. I was just having a talk with one of the guys at the hospital. Um, you know, I'm like, they've been together and it, it's just a fun conversation, but it's like, you know, you know, if this is the one or not, you know, like, so it's, it's always those fun conversations. We, we all know. It's just, do we want to admit it and actually say it out loud? Um, but going on with that, I just want to say that it's so smart of you. You know, you knew you wanted to go into something in the medical field. You went and started working at a place, a surgery center, which is a great place to make those re relationships. And then out of that, this is where I always talk to people. When you're there, you just didn't do like an eight to five or a nine to five and then get out, right? Like you went above and beyond. You made sure to meet every single person. You worked with everybody and was able to make, or you were able to make those relationships then to put you in a position for yourself when you were ready to ask one of your doctors to get you in with, touch with your rep. And then the last thing I just want to touch on is like how smart of you we've talked about on the podcast of like meeting with everybody on the team, because guess what the manager's going to do? They're going to ask the reps, Hey, I want you to meet with this girl. And I think she, uh, I want to, I want you guys to tell me. And they're like, Oh, we already know her. She's great. Bam. That makes the story. And that makes the process so much easier because that's one of the biggest things they want to see chemistry. But also when you've talked to them and met with people before you've even met with the manager, it shows your go-getter mentality of like, Hey, I'm not waiting for things to happen. I'm going to go make them happen. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, um, I generally just, I love meeting new people yeah. and 
like I can I can talk if you allow me to I can talk all day um but I just I love meeting new people I love hearing new stories I I make connections with everyone in the OR so every anesthesiologist every nurse every tech you know anyone that was in the OR at any point every I know all of them now and they're actually really close friends of mine so awesome I, they're sweet when I left but yeah yeah, yeah, and it, it is a bittersweet with, with other careers. I've talked to people like you make those relationships. They are they are like family, um, but it's also kind of like what's the next step for you, right? You're continuing to grow um, and do that. The one thing I do want to just touch on because I actually a couple of the MAs I just talked to today, very similar position. One of them was actually a younger girl, uh, very smart, graduated, but she's kind of getting to that point where she's like, I don't know if I want to go to medical school. And I've talked to a lot of people considering it, and this is just always a conversation. First off, the thing I'll always say, if you absolutely love it, you do it. It doesn't matter about the money. It doesn't matter. Thing. If you love it, you do it. Now, if you kind of love it, that's where the conversation, or you kind of want to do it just because of the money, that's where the conversation comes in. Because I would say majority of my doctors, and when I say this, my doctors, when I'm personal training, right? Not my doctors that I'm working with as a medical device sales rep, because they have to say they love it because it's, they're stuck in it, right? But when, <laughs> I, when I've had the real life talks with my, my doctors that I'm training, like, and we're just talking about life. I've never had a doctor or a lawyer, one of those like big degrees. Tell me, I'm like, if you were to redo your life, this was when I was 23 to 25, because I was still trying to figure out life. And I was like, Hey, if you were able to redo your life, would you do the same path you did? And not one has ever said yes. And, and the reason behind that is because for everyone listening, when you are doing it, it sounds like it's going to be great. But then what the reality of is, like for doctors, right? You come out for 12 years, you're in school, you come out, you're 31. If you're young, 35, maybe you're in anywhere today. It's probably anywhere from a half a million to a million dollars in debt from all of the stuff that you've taken on. Then you come in and now you're 31 to 35 before you even get into your career full time. But now you're in a half a million to a million dollars of debt. So you have to work, not yeah. get to, you have to work to make the money. And then here's the thing. You're either going to go work for somebody else like a, a hospital, or if you really want to make money, you go start your own practice. Well, then you just signed on to, and you can become a partner in that, but then you just signed on to have employees. You signed on what to run a business. You signed on with dealing with employees who I don't want to come to work today. And you're trying to be a physician and your doctor. And that's what this is. And then also what people really forget about is we also live in a, in a world where you go meet with uh, patients and you think patients are great. A lot of the patients are horrible. They tell the doctors they suck. They're really rude people. And like, so you're, that's who you're dealing with. And so like all these doctors are like, I gave, sacrificed so much in my life. I gave up everything. I am working all the time. I'm missing stuff in my own family's life because I have to be here. It's what I went to school for. But now I have to work because I'm in so much debt. And it's, you, you can hear it going on compared to the conversation with medical device sales. And this is what I've talked with people. You can be in medical device sales have a four-year degree or under, and you can be able to break in and you can be in zero debt and you can still be making two, three, 500K. You can be making as much of a sur as a surgeon and you don't mm -hmm. have any of the debt. And also, guess what? You pr you're going to work way less normally yeah. because you're probably not seeing all the patients doing all the surgeries. You might be in there, but you're also not doing the follow-up with the patients normally and all that. So I, I just wanted to touch on that piece and, I, and you can expand on anything you would like to because you were thinking about it, right? I was never going to be a doctor, but you were thinking <laughs> about it um, because of the fact of is I do have a lot of people that are pre-med right now and they're, they're flirting with the idea, but like they don't know if they really love it. And that's my whole thing. If you knew you were going to be a doctor forever and this is what you really want, do it because 
that's that's what you love, right? The, and then the money doesn't matter at that point because you're going to do it and it's an investment for the rest of your life. But if it's something that you're like on the fence about or you're kind of like second guessing, yeah. my personal opinion would be like, you're probably going to hate it already because the amount of, it's, it's just like I talk about medical device sales. If you do it just purely for the money, I just made a podcast today, which just released today and this will be next week's podcast. But when, if you just do it for the money, it's not worth it. Because the amount of hours, the amount of stuff you're going to have to put up with and deal with, it's not worth the money that we'd get, right? Because there's always another option to take on either more money or less money and have way less stress. Um, And so that's my conversation. So I'll shut up for a second and I want you to expand and talk about your thought process with that. Okay. So first thing, what, how you, exactly what you said, if you are a hundred to a hundred plus percent, there is nothing more that you can picture yourself doing like you go to sleep you wake up at any point in the day this is what I want then 100% go be a doctor go be a PA whatever it is that you desire to do but if there's even 0.0001% I don't care what it is if there's any doubt in your mind that there is something else out there that you might want to do like medical device sales 100% you need to go for it because I can tell you the same advice that I've been told, which is why I put myself in that position. Every single surgeon, every family medicine doctor, doesn't matter what kind of doctor, they've all given me the same advice. Ask yourself, do you picture yourself doing anything else? And if you can answer that as no, great, go for it. Otherwise, it's just not going to work because something like you posted, I saw on your LinkedIn is if you aren't 110% invested in what you're doing at the end of the day, like you said, money doesn't mean anything and you have to be happy. Um, and that's going to come out in, you know, your patient care. I can attest to that. You know, I've gotten the amazing, um, you know, experience to be able to work with, honestly, I'm biased, but <laughs> the best surgeons on the planet, they all, I mean, If I was going to have gone that route, I would have loved to be any of them (laughs) or worked with any of them because they they truly do love their job. Now with that, for me, I wanted, if I was going to go, I'm a very, if I'm going to go in, I'm going to go all in. So for me, what's the highest you can go in medicine as a doctor? Well, I wanted to be a surgeon. I wanted to have my own practice if that was what I was going to do. And it's just not, you know, it's not really much of a, a life balance that many people can commit to. And I was one of them. It's just, you know, I, I got to see that five days a week. And, you know, I was with towards the end of about the last year, I was with the same three surgeons and it didn't matter, you know, whether you're a woman or you're a man, it has nothing to do with it. If you value family time, you value personal time, there are other things outside of just medicine that you want to do, then you need to look at a different route because it's what you eat, breathe and sleep. And that's not just a saying I've, you know, whether you doesn't even matter the specialty, but every single surgeon that I had, it was like, you know, they were on call over the weekend. They come in, they were on call that Sunday night, they come and do clinic right after that, they have to go do those surgeries that they had that when they got, when they were on call and then guess what, then the next day and the next day, it's just, it's a, it's a job where you can never leave work. It's going to follow you everywhere. 
And personally, that wasn't something that I wanted. Um, I, I have seen both sides of patient care as well with patients. Um, I will say there's a reason I chose surgery, you know, 50% of the time those patients are unconscious. So, you know, <laughs> that's a little bit less. I mean, you know, I, I love, I love patient care and I, I love healthcare in general, but I also have a passion for sales. So I would say being pre-med and being in that position. I mean, as I said before, I did everything. It had nothing to do with, do I know if I'll, I'll get in? Am I doubting myself on that? It had nothing to do with that. I just took the advice that was given to me and I was honest with myself. And I realized that I was trying to follow something that I wasn't 110% invested in. So, you know, whether it's research or whatever it is that, you know, you haven't done, if you're in that position, go do that research, go shadow as much as you can, because at the end of the day, you're never going to really know whether you're going to like something. I'm so sorry. My dogs are going you're, crazy. Hey, you're good. Hey, we get it. It's, this podcast is dog friendly. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, my, my biggest piece of advice is just you, you need to shadow and it, it. I know that kind of sounds cliche, but unless you have spent countless amount of hours, I'm not talking one or two sessions, you need to shadow your butt off yep. because book me. I mean, I, I thought of being a doctor since I was six years old (laughs) and it took me until now to be honest with myself and put myself in a position after doing all of that to realize it's not really what I want. Yeah. And you're giving me chill. Like I get, when I know it's good, I get chills. Right. And like, and then what you just said is, is so good because like I, so same thing guys, same thing for me. I was going to be an occupational therapy student. I actually, that's how I got kind of out to Arizona. I got accepted. I was going to go in $150,000 of debt. And I'm like, I pay my own money and you're going to make 70 to 80,000. This doesn't make any sense. And then I want to try to like have a family or buy a house or do anything. I don't have any money and I'm living broke forever. Right. And again, I'm not saying you live forever, but it's like, I didn't love it. And like, it was very competitive, like over thousands of people apply to those positions and they would only accept anywhere from 25 to 40. And I got accepted into three and I'm like, I don't love it. And I'm taking somebody's spot who does. And here was the, here was the biggest marker for me during that time was I kept going off of like, my mom would like encourage me to do it because she, she's a nurse and she wanted me to get an education. Right. And it was always, that's a safe job, right? It will always be there. Right. And that's just being out there to you guys. That's always the trap, right? It's always safe (laughs) and nothing's ever uh, actually safe. But I just say that because that's what people do. And then like for me, what I, I took pride in was telling everybody, oh, I'm an OT at 25 years old, right? Because most of them are 30, 35, right? It takes some time to find that. Now, it was an ego thing in there. And it was also for self, or not validation for myself, but validation from others, being able to tell people that's what I was doing, right? And it wasn't until, like you said, I, I did it for three months. We had to get um, shadowing. And I was like, this isn't for me. And the reason that's what you said is shadowing, it's so true. I say it about medical device sales, right? I, I've never, it's always made sense to me, but it's like to some people, it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I don't understand you is you're going to go to college. You're going to go to do spend hours, the rest of your life. And you've never tried it once you watched a YouTube video for 10 minutes. Like, and, and that's, that just seems like it's the greatest, right? Like no matter what job you guys do, there's going to be pros and cons. There's going to be good days and bad days, but that's what the thing is, is when you're doing it, you have to love it enough to be able to push to where, you know, 90%, 95% of the time you love it. And yeah, there's going to have those days where you're like, oh, this sucks. But the only way you're going to figure it out is by trying it. So even again, with me doing the podcast, this happens all the time. 
I still do the podcast. People are like, I love it. I'm, I'm ready to do it. I heard it. And then they do it. And like, just got a text today, three months in. Holy crap, man. I didn't know what to expect. He's like, I've listened to all your podcasts that you say it, but like, I'm living it now. You know what I mean? And so you just don't know what you don't know. But I did want to just state on that to anyone that's listening, that's on the fence and stuff. When you guys do something, first off, try it, call people That's the, and, and talk to people like you did, right? Because they're going to tell you. And, and if they care about you, they're actually going to give you, like for me, everybody always asks me and I just straight up tell them, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And like, everyone always is like, Hey, Jake, are you going to be in med device for the next 20 years? Never said that. Right. Because here's at the end of the day, if I love it in 20 years, I'll still be here. If I abs- if it turns and I'm like, I hate it, I won't be here. Right. Like, but I'm a, I'm a different breed than everybody else. As you guys all know, you know, like, I don't really care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to make sure I'm happy and I do what I like. And like anybody else can just go blow smoke. Like, I don't really care, but that's just what the life is, be- is. And that's what you guys need to think about is, are you doing everything you're doing in your life for you? Or are you doing it for the validation and what others are going to think of you and what they're going to say of you? Because I can promise you, if you do it for the second reason, if you don't do it for you, but you do it for everybody else, you're going to be really depressed and you're going to be really empty inside because what happens is you're going to try to impress those people. And at the end of the day, they don't care. And then you just went and sacrificed your life to go do something for a validation when it wasn't truly what you wanted and you missed out on that time. And now you could have done it and you're years behind. And that's, that's what happens a lot of times with people I speak to. And they're like, I missed my shot. When you never miss your shot, you can do whatever. There's no age. And we just put these fake boxes on ourselves. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go on that. That has nothing to do with medical device sales, but that was just a great point of like life. And what, if you guys, cause I get a lot of college graduates who are listening to this podcast and it's like the journey of life is always going. Um, but make sure at the end of the day, you figure out who you are, you figure out what you want and what's important to you in your life. And then you base it off that. Now, what anybody says, now what your mom says, now what your dad says, now what your family says, like, I, I'm the biggest component of that because like, if I did that, I'd be doing a way different career and I would not be happy with my life if I did what my parents told me to do. But I, I was honest with myself and I was like, no, this is what I want because of me. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the biggest thing. And not, and this is the last thing I'll leave it with. And we'll switch the subject, but it's like, you got to do what you're doing in life because you want it because you know, deep down and that's what you want. And guess what? If you decided to do it and three years later, I was a personal trainer. I was going to do it forever. And then three years later, got more information. I had done it. I had succeeded and I learned more. And I was like, oh, I can do something else, make way more money and work way less and also have way more opportunity for other things. Okay. I'm going to reevaluate and I'm going to go take that information. I'm going to go use it. So like, that's the reason I say that about medical device sales. There's a million different divisions, but just because you do medical device sales, I know guys who did medical device sales, then they went into med tech, then they went into SaaS, and then now they're a CEO. Like that's happened just because you don't, what people do is they pigeonhole themselves into one thing and they think we have to be there forever. Like, yeah. just go do it. Have fun. If it's awesome. Awesome. If not, it sucks. Okay. It sucks. <laughs> do something else. Like, okay, now let's, let's get back to medical device sales. All right. Um, so you, you decided you wanted to break into medical device sales. Give us the journey. Tell us about it. Okay. So uh, basically, um, I think it was like your second to last video at the time. And I was driving to work. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday, actually. So I was driving to work. I put on your podcast. I always did. And um, I just had this like, I, I don't, the best way I can explain it is it's like when you're on that roller coaster and you're like right at the peak, right before it drops. And I just had that like tickle in my stomach, but like that sick feeling at the same time. And I'm like, how am I feeling like this when, you know, I genuinely did love my job. 
And I love my surgeons. Oh my God, I love my surgeons. Uh, <laughs> but I was so happy. And it's, you know, it's something I wanted my whole life. So what did this guy do to me? <laughs> and I just, you know, I, again, I was just honest with myself. I'm like, you know what? I cannot continue to do a job where it's, you know, it's supposed to be a stepping stone either way I went. And, you know, it's time. It's time that I be honest with myself. It's time that I make that change for myself because at the end of the day, like you say all the time, no one is going to do that for you. You have to do it yourself. And I was in a perfect position either way. And if I was going to do it, it was going to be then. So I remember I got, I, I parked my car at the surgery center and I called my husband and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm just, I'm ripping the bandaid off. It's going to happen. So that day is actually the day that I decided to ask my surgeon for that reps number because I'm just, it's, I'm just ripping all band-aids off today. Yeah. And so I, I got her number, text her yada, yada. We um, have a phone call. I actually, one of many of your videos, you explain like, be available because these people have so much on their plate, as you now know. Um, so I, I ended up taking that phone call at 630 in the morning before I had clinic that day. And it went amazing. I did not expect anything out of it. I just wanted to educate myself on you know, something that I knew I could combine the best of both worlds. Cause I knew if I was going to go into medical device sales, it had to be something in surgery. I love the OR. I love the atmosphere. It had to, it had to go that route. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I chose her. And after talking to her, we get through the conversation and she's like, you know what? We have an opening right now. You would actually be working with me and it's been open for two months. And I think you'd be perfect fit for the job. Here's my regional manager's number, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I followed up with her and whatnot. I actually asked her, I'm like, Hey, is there anyone on your team that you feel comfortable sharing the contact with me? And she gave me all of them That's pretty awesome. much. So I ended up meeting with pretty much his, pretty much the whole team. Um, I ended up texting him um, that night. So I got a text the next day. Everything was kind of like super quick. Cause I yep. know after listening to other things, you know, it, it's kind of a hit or miss. You never know. So, you know, I went into this thinking like, okay, you know, I'm ready. I don't care how many people I have to talk to, where I need to go. I'm going to start showing up at doors if I have to. <laughs> and it was just one day after another. And so I, um, I ended up on a zoom call with him and he made me feel so comfortable. We just, we clicked automatically Yeah. really impressed at the fact that I told him, Hey, by the way, I've met with most of your team because they, you know, he's like, you know, I would really like for you to maybe have a couple of interviews with so-and-so, um, but I already did that. <laughs> so um, there are a couple of people I didn't. And so I did along that route. So I think in total, the process was probably, I want to say maybe six weeks in total. Yeah, which is pretty quick in this yeah. world. Yeah, so it was about six weeks, and along that time, I actually reached out to a couple of them, and um, there were a couple other reps. I'm not gonna lie, I did talk to with other companies. Oh, of course, you have to. I yeah, I I'm like I'm not putting myself in in that position, but again, when I put my mind to something, I'm gonna do it, and I don't care what I have to do. I was pretty set on that company that was my top. Yep. And so I did everything I could to shadow that rep I had talked to so I actually ended up getting in the OR with her um 
two days before I ended up calling the regional manager back just to follow up. We had an in-person and then I want to say, yeah, cause that was a Friday. And then over the weekend, um, I follow up with him on Monday again. I, I was really quick with my follow-ups guys. That's that I would say 100%. You've said it a million times. Now I'm going to say it again. Your follow-up is what stands out the most. And I think being Prima definitely helped me with that because that's how I managed to get surgeons to let someone that at the time didn't even have a degree to get in an OR, yep. which is a setting. And a lot of people take it for granted. And that's, you know, that's a luxury to have. And that's a privilege. It's not something that is just given anywhere. So um, yeah, follow-up was the biggest thing for me. And because I followed up <laughs> right away, he didn't even have a chance to get in his car before I sent that follow-up. I had everything kind of like drafted and then I just yep. kind of, what I thought was most memorable or something that actually genuinely, like I learned from it yeah. or I for it. So I mentioned that. And when I sent that follow-up text, I got a call like five minutes later and he kind of teased me a little bit. And he's like, he's like, oh, you know, how's it going? How is it meeting with so-and-so? I met with the VP of sales and I thought that for the role I was going for was, you know, I was like, Oh, this is serious. Okay. I'm getting there. And that was right after I had talked to him and, um, we kind of dragged out the conversation like 15 minutes. And then he was just like, so after all this, after I put you through all that, I put you through all these other interviews, you still want it. And I'm like, you're not getting rid of me that easily. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm still here. And he's like, all right, well, let's make it official. So uh, kind of, you know, the rest is history. But I mean, I'm now, this is, oh my God, this is my fourth week now, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. And you guys, what I want you to hear is the, the biggest thing. If you take anything away from this, Roxy put herself out there and she asked the question to get her a rep, to get in front of a rep, to talk to a rep. And then look what happened from there. She talked to one person that they just happened to have a position open and then they hit it off. And even though you talked with a couple other companies, right? Like, but the first one you reached out to just happened to be there. They liked you. You had a good experience. You hit it off with everybody else. And in six weeks, you're with them as a rep. That's, the, know, that's the thing I want to just touch on. I didn't mention, but I did. So I was so desperate to get in contact with whoever I could. So with the people in the OR that I had made relationships with, you know, they obviously work at other hospitals and stuff. Yep. And so other reps. So I got in contact with a lot of the people I did by networking, not just with the surgeon, <laughs> not just with, you know, the reps that I had direct contact with you guys, if you really want that opportunity, you have to work for it and nothing in life is going to be handed to you. So, I mean, and I learned that <laughs> from Jacob. So, <laughs> no, I love it, and that and that's the best thing, you know. Networking, following up, like you said, was a big thing that helped you stand out. Uh, any other tips that you would give to anybody trying to break into this industry? Um, I mean, networking is definitely the first one. Um, secondly, be confident in yourself. Um, I don't care if you actually believe it or not. You need to fake it till you make it. I guess. Um, be humble you know be humbler than you in the room or in an interview and you have to prove yourself so you know just remember that um third thing is just if you feel like you've done everything then you haven't 
you need to continue pushing yourself because if you ever get in a spot where you feel like, okay, I've checked all the boxes. No, you haven't. There's someone else that you haven't talked to. There's something else you haven't done. Um, and I'd say, as you said before, know your, know your why. If you can't answer your why, I guarantee you every person that you interview with or everyone that you talk to as a kind of intro conversation, they're going to ask you why. And if you can't answer that, that's done. A hundred percent. And those are great, great pieces of advice. So please, you guys, the last couple of minutes, last five minutes, go back and re-listen to that because again, she's a hundred percent dead on. Um, and again, Roxy, I just want to first off say thank you for taking time on this night to, to jump on, but also just congratulations to you on all the hard work you've done to get yourself into this position and to breaking into medical device sales. You definitely earned it. You deserve it. And I just want to say congratulations. I appreciate that. Well, thank you because I wouldn't be sitting here if you weren't beating it into my head and, you know, being the one that slapped me in the back of my head through the phone, like, Hey, you know, chop, chop, let's go. So thank you. Uh, of course. No, always happy to have you. And again, you guys, if you haven't, you can press that like and subscribe button. It helps us grow the YouTube channel. A five-star review helps us grow the podcast so we can help more people break into this awesome industry. And then if you guys haven't, you can go and check out my new to medical device sales. I just made a course that we've talked about helping people break in at this point. Roxy is one of them helping over. I've helped over 350 people break into medical device sales at this point. Um, and all the top names, Medtronic, Stryker, Johnson and Johnson, Smith and nephew, Nuvasive, Olympus, the list goes on, right? It's not just distributorships, which we've done Arthrex, all that good stuff. ConMed, it just keeps going. But I promise you what I help you guys do is be the 1% of the 1%. What this course is, I'm not allowing just anybody in. I get on calls with everybody before, and we also have to be make sure that we're on a good term. Um, and I, I coach you guys through this because I'm taking a very small number because I want it to be personal, especially with this being the first one out um, first couple of months. I want to make sure that everybody that's signing up, they're getting hired. So it's not just a big one. Um, but if you guys are watching on the YouTube Press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are listening on podcast, a five-star review helps us. And again, if you guys are interested in the course where I'm keeping it to a select few, reach out to me. Happy to answer any questions for you guys. Yeah, because again, what we do, and I talk about it all the time, what I do is I get people hired. I'm going to teach you how to separate yourself. And it's all about how you tell your story. Uh, so if it's something you guys are interested, check out the link in the description, uh, course.newtomedicaldevicesales.com. And yeah. If you guys want to reach out, LinkedIn, uh, the new to medical device sales on TikTok or on Instagram, and you guys can find me anywhere else. But until next time, I hope you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.